feel her warmth. I feel good. I feel safe. Then I never think of my family's voices, never hear my sisters say, bulldaggers, queers, funny, come see us, but don't bring your friends. It's okay with us, but don't tell mama it'd break a heart. Never feel my father turn in his grave. Never hear my mother cry. Lord, what kind of child is this? My lover's hair is blonde, and when it rubs across my face, it feels soft. Feels like a thousand fingers touch my skin and hold me. I feel good. Then I never think of the little boy who spat and called me nigger. Never think of the policeman who kicked my body and said crawl. Never think of black bodies hanging in trees or filled with bullet holes. Never hear my sisters say white folks hair stink. Don't trust any of them. Never feel my father turn in his grave. Never hear my mother talk of her backache after scrubbing floors. Never hear her cry. Lord, what kind of child is this? My lover's eyes are blue, and when she looks at me, I float in a warm lake. Feel my muscles go weak with want. Feel good. Feel safe. Then I never think of the blue eyes that have glared at me. Move three stools away from me in a bar. Never hear my sister's rage of syphilitic black men as guinea pigs. Rage of sterilized children. Watch them just stop in an intersection to scare the old white bitch. Never feel my father turn in his grave. Never remember my mother teaching me the yes sirs and ma'ams to keep me alive. Never hear my mother cry. Lord, what kind of child is this? Glare. Sit back, relax, and listen to the A-track. Dig it like an old soul record.
train stops and waves, a train ride away from heaven. You were signified by politics, low-income housing, birth control, and abortion. The capitalistic hand around my throat, shooting up dope just to cope. And it's dehumanizing society. We both found God when he obeyed.
And it's time, everyone. Clap your hands together for your host of this evening. Put your hands together, everybody, for Emma Brennan. Hello. Hello. Wonderful applause. Thank you guys all for being here in this very intimate setting in honor and in celebration of the wonderful Lauren Kraut. I know you guys are all excited. I'm so happy to be here. I did a podcast earlier this week with Lauren and Pam, your feature for this evening, and we talked about our eating disorders for about an hour straight. It was the best podcast I think I've ever done in my life. It was invigorating. So I hope you guys are looking forward to them just as much as I am. We have three generations of eating disorders in this house. That's <laughs> that's what the vibe is tonight. I am the youngest. I am the Gen Z eating disorder. It's great. I like being a Gen Z person. It's very fun. Anyone else? No, no, fuck them, fuck them. They're great, they're great. I love being a Gen Z person because we are both like the smartest and the dumbest generation. Because we are so smart because we can use all of the tools. But that also makes us very dumb. If my phone dies while I'm out, I don't know how to get home. I'm incredibly GPS reliant. I've never existed in a time where I didn't have one. I also haven't read in like months. I haven't. 
I haven't needed to because I'm so smart. I downloaded an application into my browser. So now an old British lady just reads me everything I need to know. I fall asleep at night to the sound of her cunty voice. Just like reading me my textbooks. I can't say I'm learning that much. But I'm definitely getting the degree because I have chat GDP to write all my essays. I love being a Gen Z person. I recently got a new job. Can I ask anyone here, do you feel like you're good at your job? Yeah? Don't be. Don't. It's, it's not a good idea to be good at your job because when you're good at what you do, you're given more work. And it's very unfair. I don't like that they do that because we don't do that to things. It's a very person-on-person -person issue. I've never once seen a toilet and been like, wow, you got a powerful flush. Do you have any experience doing the dishes? We don't do that to things. I hate it. Ugh, toilets. How do we feel about toilet paper? Take it or leave it? Exactly. And what a poor, what a poor waste of a tree's life. They cut them all down, and it's like, it doesn't do a good job. You said you're not into the toilet paper. You gave me a meh. You gave me a meh, like you could use it or lose it. It's just like, those poor trees. Some of them, they can be like books. They can hold information. Other trees, they can be like menus to give us our food orders. Some trees get to be like the paper as a canvas for art, but the most unfortunate trees are used to wipe our buttholes. And it, it is sad, because they're out there, they're in the forest, they're hanging out with all their tree friends, and then a bunch of humans come along, and they're like, y'all gotta go. Got a bunch of dirty assholes up in the city that need a wiping. She's like, what the fuck, dude? We've been here for hundreds of years. We've seen you shitting in the forest, squatting in the streams, wiping yourselves up with leaves like, why can't we do that? And they're like, we become accustomed to a certain standard of living. So they take them away. They pulverize them. They bleach them into Charmin 3-ply Extra Soft. And it doesn't even do a good job. And you guys all know it doesn't do a good job. You know why? Because you have to swipe and then look. You swipe and you look. And you swipe and you look. And you're swiping and you're looking. And it's falling apart in your hands. It's crumbling. There's little bits of paper stuck to your asshole. You get a rash. And that's the toilet paper's revenge. It is. I am the youngest, youngest of the three generations of beautiful women we have here tonight. I was born in the year 2000. It never gets a good reaction. Never. There's a lot of stigma around the year 2000, which is fair. Like, we all were supposed to die. My parents were really big Y2Kers. They were like, fuck. Could have had that abortion like six months ago. So the computers were going to end it all. Now we're here. It's cool, though. I kind of like being an adult, except for the fact that I frequently get mistaken for a child. Aside from that, it's pretty good. And it's like, at my age and my size... I found that there's a very fine line between being recognized as a woman and being recognized as a child. And that line is just like the slope of a titty. 
have a very child-sized slope. I did recently celebrate a birthday, though, which is cool. I turned 23 like a week ago. It was fun. It was very fun. To celebrate, I went out and I got myself a facial. It was really nice, but I got to say, there was like a lot more semen involved than I was expecting. It was my fault. I haven't been reading a lot recently. Um, I thought it said stem cells. It said sperm cells. That's my bad. And I can't say I'm a very big sex person. I'm not. Like, I don't exercise for fun. Not really something I'm into. And there's a lot of work involved in sex. To get really intimate with you guys in this intimate venue, I am a squirter. Yeah. And it's gross. It is. I, I don't... I don't know if it's pee. I've conducted research. I've asked friends. I've even done taste tests. I, I don't know. The results are still uncertain. The only thing I know for sure is that it's not the same sensation as peeing. Because when you pee, it's like a water hose. It's a consistent stream. It's like, pshh. But when you squirt, it's much more like a water gun. It's a quick blast. It's like, psh. I'm much more of a bazooka blaster. It's like, psh. So I fuck outside a lot. I'm just, I'm too lazy to do the sheets every time I get laid. Plus, I like to repurpose the water. As I stated earlier, I love trees. I do. I'm going to bring up your next comedian to the stand. Needs zero introduction. We're basically sitting in her house right now. We all know her. We love her. She performs all over the Bay Area. Give it up for the very wonderful, the very brave, the very strong, the Pamela Benjamin. I don't know why she's Brave, huh? Brave, that's good. Ooh. I'm a San Francisco six. Whenever I go to Greece, I'm a four. Surprisingly though, an Albanian 10. I met some Albanian guys in Greece, 27 year olds. And they were hitting on me pretty assiduously. And I was like, what are you talking to me for? Are all Albanian women dead? And they said, no. Albanian women are very strong and very married. Oh, so American women are weak sluts? tracks. See a lot of couples, see a lot of love in the room. I love that for you. I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. That's what I'm doing now. Cool. Uh, I'm so lonely. Uh, 
Hey, everybody, we're all saying words up here. Words, they're important. Some people say they're political. I say they're witchcraft. That's why we call it spelling. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Just words, you guys. Just words, it's okay. I've been real triggered lately by the cops. You like the SFPD? Fans? Fan? No? No? You like, no? Like, did you know they have new hiring practices? Some strange new hiring practices with the SFPD. They're only hiring cute cops. No one else has noticed the cute cops? Saw some. They're 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 cute in the face, a little short, but cute in the face. And I walked up to a gaggle of these guys in Civic Center, and I was like, "I hope the SFPD makes a calendar, and they put you in it." Winked. The cops smiled. How many lives did I save? Yeah. Happy cops don't shoot people. I'm gonna ride this right white lady privilege for good. I'm a hero. I don't know if those cops were actually cute or if I'm actually lonely. Or ah, maybe I have Stockholm syndrome. Have I fallen in love with my oppressor? With the handcuffs. I know who's good looking all the time, without fail. EMTs, firemen, without fail, right? And I think I figured it out. It's because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. I want to make out with this hot 26-year-old fireman. <laughs> Call it mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. I'm not so lonely that I'm faking my own death so the EMTs come and resuscitate. Not yet. Soon. Very, very soon. <sighs> I'm 48. Cool. Uh, yeah, I feel hot for the first time in my life. And that's because I'm going through menopause. <laughs> it's and I'm on fire all the time. I am wet in all the wrong places. Bad news. Menopause. I get it. Men no longer pause on me. Fine. I'm okay with it. I'm 48 years old, and I've never been on a dating app. I've never done it. One of the reasons why I'm probably so lonely. Did you two meet on an app? You met in real life? Jesus Christ, are you unicorns? What's wow. You guys met on an app? You met in real life, too? What is wrong with this room? You guys like know how to talk to each other? Did you two meet on an app? All three couples in here met in real life? This is not possible. This is an impossible. Can you guys teach a class? I'm telling you, I'm so lonely. Please teach me the ways. I asked one of my girlfriends, I said, hey, if I'm going to start internet dating, what do I do? And she said, well, you got to raise that bar really high. 
And I asked one of my guy friends, what do you do? And he said, lower that bar right down. But I'm a Gen Xer, so can't we just meet at the bar? <laughs> get a drink, talk to each other, right? These crazy kids, they need a survey to get laid. I don't <laughs> Maybe I need a survey to get laid. That might actually be the problem. <sighs> so I was uh, outside of a bar smoking, looking for hot guys. And a fire truck rolled up. And out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in costume. One of them had an axe. And they ran up into a building to save someone from an opiate overdose. It was 6th Street. And they came right back down because that person was obviously dead. 6th S- Street, they're all um, in the process of dying. And one of the firemen, so cute, and he waved at me. So I like <laughs> waved back and like, I kind of looked around like, I gave him a little shoulder, a little wiggle. And then he rang the bell. Ring-a-ding. We were vibing, as the kids say. But I'm so stupid. You know, I didn't take down the number of the truck. So how am I ever going to find that gorgeous fireman again? My plan is to go back to the same bar on the same day at the same time pay a questionably housed man 20 bucks. Start a garbage can fire. And then woo, 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 woo. That's my personal version of Tinder. You're smart. He gets wordplay. This guy, this guy reads. Not only do you meet people in public, you read? Are you a witch? What's wrong with you? He reads. Amazing. You got a good one. He knows how to read. Not everybody knows that anymore. Do you know how to do cursive too? Because that's miraculous. Wow. Yeah, hey, either does anyone else. It's like hieroglyphics now. What does that mean? I'm a feminist. And I hate to say it out loud. I'd rather call myself a cunt face. It's much more descriptive. People like it better. No, no one wants to hear an old witch tell them about feminism. They're like, don't teach me anything. You don't want to hear about how the patriarchy. I don't want to call myself a feminist. It's a dirty word. But what else do I call myself, right? I'm a female. Or a person. Or a human. We are all people. I know it's not spelled like that. Boys have a peephole. Girls have a hoo-ha. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. (laughs) There's an I in feminism. Like I am a feminist. You can get out your phones if you don't know how to spell. It's okay. You can ask this guy. He knows how to spell. Feminism has an eye. Just sounds like there's men in it. <laughs> there's not really. There's no men in feminism. Oh, but you know, we have we become women. We menstruate. 
<laughs> right? And when we have sex for the first time, we break our hymen. <laughs> hymen. Hi, I can have sex with all of you now. The one prefix you give us, you give us one prefix. You give us herpes. Thanks. And then if I have herpes and I give my ex-boyfriend a blowjob, suddenly I'm manipulative. <laughs> Just turn that right back around on you. Oh, she's so manipulative. See, that's hate fucking. <laughs> you guys, you're in happy relationships, so don't ever do that. But Sorry, I'm terribly, terribly lonely feminist. How many cats do you think I have? That's exactly right. It's an, an <laughs> all cats are belong to me. I'm a, no, I only have two cats. I have two crazy cats. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. I mentioned the menopause earlier. I'm I'm so wet at night. I can slick my body like a wet seal and flick my cats instead of using a spray gun. It's a lot of moisture in my house. Pretty gross. Uh, I know my cats love me, you know, because I was getting... Uh, Banged by myself with my pink dildo when I was going to town. And my cats didn't just uh, sniff the dildo. They licked it. A little gross. But it means that my cats love me. Or women really do taste like tuna. Yeah. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. Ahi. Not albacore. It's not white. It is dark and purpled with age. It is. I know. Now I've scared you. Cool. A few things about feminism, then I'll talk about dicks in my mouth. We'll all be, we'll all be happy then, won't we? That'll all be. You know who is an accidental feminist? This is amazing. Shakespeare. Accidental feminist, right? beginning of Macbeth, double, double, toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. Ooh. How did he know so much about menopause? Right? Like at night, my crotch pot is so hot and wet, I can put an egg in there. And in the morning, it's soft boiled. Breakfast. Can leave it until lunch, pull it out, make a deviled egg. Gotta add a little mayonnaise. Broke all jizz for ya. I've been thinking a lot. I've been doing a lot of acid trying to get my head together. Not working. So I, I thought, you know, uh, maybe four or five hours last weekend, I thought about breast milk. Right? Women have a gland in their body, and when the hormones are right, 
we secrete a liquid with both nutritive and calorative content. That's magic. Everyone thinks that's normal. Everyone's cool. You got you don't you're not like that's not that's not weird to you. It's like oh breast milk. I just think it's wild, and I think it's wild. That Ah, that went out. Look at that. I can hear the difference between I hate myself. Uh, seriously, you guys, this is a nightmare. I was thinking about, I do, I need to take some acid right now, actually. But I was thinking about the, you know, the cows and we squeeze their tits and we take the juice, the liquid that has both nutritive and calorative content. We homogenize it and we pasteurize it and make it into delicious things like cheese, Sour cream. What's your favorite cheese? What's your favorite milk product? Are you a vegan? Tell me you're not a vegan. You're a vegan, aren't you? Oh, okay. You do. You look too happy to be a vegan. Vegans are sad, you see, because they can't have delicious things like sour cream. So I thought, well, I'd like to use my body in the way God intended and not to have a baby because that's gross but to pump my tits to make cheese to save the vegans. It's 100% consent-based milk. But then it started me thinking that men also create a liquid that has both nutritive and calorative content, and they don't even need the hormones to be right. They can do it forever, right? This is wild to me that potentially in your ball sack, is the key to solving world hunger. And we haven't even, we could get it, we could homogenize it, we could pasteurize it. We could save all the vegans with 100% consent-based nut butter. <laughs> and no one has thought of this? I, am I just because I'm on acid? Is that why I'm like, what's the difference? Right? What's the difference? Isn't it gross? Like, everyone's like, oh, we we'll eat breast milk, but we don't eat shit. When the Bible said, do not spill your seed upon the ground, I don't think they were talking about masturbation. I think we're supposed to eat that shit, right? Well, I eat and smoke so much marijuana that if we did pump my tits, I could make TH cheese to save the vegans. And then the question becomes, can I get high off my own supply? I don't know. Can I reach weed singularity? I don't, I don't know if that's possible. I do love weed, though. Sometimes I go home at night and I finger my butthole. And I, well, I think about science fair projects I could win with the ghost of my aborted children. Right? Like, we could be winners together. I have abortions older than you, so that's... <laughs> do you? Were you a science fair winner? You look like a winner. You weren't a winner. Was anyone a winner in here in the science fair? You were a winner in the science fair? What was your project? You tested whether or not a dog and a pigeon, natural enemies, could get along. What, w what was the answer? No, the answer was overwhelmingly. 
<laughs> so it was just a tri-folded thing with pictures of pigeons and pictures of dogs and none of them together, or just feathers from pigeons that had died from the dogs attacking them. That's fantastic. Wow. You are a win winner there. Um, so I was trying to think of ways to win the science fair, and um, I have one idea that's very specific to San Francisco. I'd like to take a small child on the bus, and we need litmus paper and swabs and plastic bags, because I truly want to find out which bus is the most disgusting. Is it the 30 Stockton? What is that liquid on the nine, though? I mean, can we find out together? What is that liquid on the nine? Can you catch chlamydia from the 22? I need to know. With a child, we got to figure this shit out. You say the 30 Stockton. All right. Haven't a lot of, it's the animals. You know, what are you more afraid of, human pee or animal pee? Human pee is scarier, yeah, and you can find that on the 22 all the time. <laughs> there it is. The other science fair experiment that I'd like to uh, work on with a child. Anybody else uh, alcoholic throw up in the morning sometimes? Sweet. Uh, sometimes in the morning I pound water and then I vomit. Just a thing. It happens to alcoholics. It's fine. So my science fair project is that I get a child with a thermometer and a cup. So I go into the refrigerator in the morning and I, I get eight ounces of 38-degree water. And I pound that water and the child has a timer. And then they time how long till I vomit into a cup instead of the toilet or the sink. Ha-ha! And then they take the temperature of the water to find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. Basic chemistry, yeah, one yeah, calorie is one degree. You guys are smart. Most people are like, what's she talking about? Alcoholism, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> it's, it's St. Patrick's Day, anybody barf this morning? Any, any real Irish people? Close, super close. Yeah. I only had two white claws last night. I was taking it easy. Yeah. Okay, I'll wrap this up. No more alcoholism talk. Well, maybe a little bit more. My last science fair project, I, it's more of an anthropological study, really. Everybody imagine the T-Rex bones in your head. Right? Little tiny arms and then big beefy legs. But no breastbone. It's so weird. Like, it has an articulated spine from its head to its tail. But then there's this hip cap that like throws it over. So it's like because the biggest, coolest dinosaur obviously had to walk on two legs. I mean, the hubris of man. I think they put the bones back together. Because if you take that hip cap, that makes no sense. You flip it around and make it a breastbone. Those big, beefy legs become big, beefy wings. And you move those little arms back. Have you ever seen a bird with big legs? No. Wait. T-Rex was a dragon. Am I a genius? I feel like sometimes I'm, I either smoke way too much pot or I'm the smartest person in the universe. Why have they not put me in a fucking think tank? Big beefy, big beefy wings. Because 
all of the mythology is there, man. Why do we have so much dragon shit? We got the English people got St. George in the dragon. The Chinese people are inside of dragons. Japanese people, totally into dragons. Danish people, the girl with the dragon tattoo. What the fuck is going on? T-Rex was a dragon. I just, these are my conspiracy theories. All right, I'm, do one last thing. I like uncircumcised guys. I'm into it. Uh, that, and especially for Irish Day, I, I want to take their uncircumcised dick. I want to pull it up, pull their foreskin up over their dick, and put a shot of Jameson <laughs> in the foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. And I finally get what I want, and it's twofold. Smart people. One, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross. We got to clean out all that schmegma and use it for seasoning for our nut butter. <laughs> Give it a little flavor. All right, put your hands together for your host, everybody, Emma Brennan. Pam Benjamin, everyone. I called her Pamela because she reminds me so much of Pamela Anderson. I will say, at this point of time, if you guys would like to use the bathroom, you will not want to miss a single second of Lauren Kraut, who I'm bringing up next. Okay? Okay. I'm given the opportunity. Speak now or forever hold your pee. Got it. I do, I do want to ask. I also met my boyfriend in person. And I'm curious if there's any, like, links between these. How'd you guys meet? You guys met at Safeway. Just a casual middle of the day. Were you working? It's rather bold of you. It was bold of him. What, what was the line? What worked? How do you hit on someone in a Safeway? That actually intimidates the fuck out of me. What was this non-date? Smuggler's Cove? Is that like some pirate stuff? Did you get the booty? Hey, hey. <laughs> um, how would you guys meet? Nice. The true American fairy tale right there. He was washing the dishes. I was pretty lit. He washed me after. I don't know. That's interesting. I, I assumed more drugs would be involved in either of these stories. That's what. Because <laughs> that's what happened to me. I met my boyfriend when I was coked out at a rave. It was beautiful. I kissed him within probably the first five minutes of meeting him, and we have been together ever since. We're coming up on five years. Drugs work. Pam, you can try cocaine. That is one thing. Okay, guys. I'm about to bring up the lovely headliner of the evening. You know her. You love her. She performs all over the Bay Area. She's been at Sketchfest, at Cobbs, at Punchline. She got the best solo show in the Tucson Fringe Festival in 2018. You can also catch her on April 7th. 
performing at Cobb's Comedy Club. You may even see her in your dreams tonight if you're lucky. We are bringing up the beautiful, the lovely, the very, very talented Lauren Kraut. Call your hands together. I was looking for who she was in, in uh, introducing. Who sold that person? Thank you for coming. I have uh, um, losing my voice a little bit this week. I was really quiet to try to bring it back, and it's mostly back, but I'm hoping that it lasts for the whole of this evening. Oh, thank you for being here, and thank you, Pam, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Emma. And now, just so that you know, I would not have picked this face and this scrawny frame to represent my lofty ideals. This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable fun-sized lesbian. This is more a cross between a scared bird and a day-old french fry. Don't I look like Woodstock in the Peanuts comic strip with the hair and the big nose? If Woodstock were an old dyke with an eating disorder and poor <laughs> social skills? This is what it looks like when your self-esteem hangs by a thread. Even so, I have what it takes to get up in front of a bunch of strangers and talk about my wretched life. I don't see you fuckers up here. It takes guts to do this, not to mention an awkward childhood, followed by years of expensive therapy. And this is key, an overwhelming need to be laughed at. Thank you. That's why I became a teacher. Yeah, I thought I could change my life. Instead of one dead-end job after another, I'd get a career. Everyone said, you could be a teacher, Lauren. You should be a teacher. So I got my teaching credential. But no, you botched that, didn't you? You let a bunch of middle school misfits run yourself worth into the ground. You had a meltdown in front of the principal. You tried to poison your seventh grade class. Not that they didn't deserve it. But Miss Kraut, yesterday you said the numerator was on the bottom. Today it's on top. Which is it? Miss Kraut. Miss Kraut. You don't really know, do you? I still don't know. But like I said, I don't see you fuckers up here. Sharing. BTW, that last one was a fraction joke for all you English majors. Okay. Well, first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old. And I hate that. I argue to say that old precedes female because we even say old lady. It's not lady old. Unless it's in Spanish and then it's senora mejor. But there's also race. At what point do you think white? Before lady or after? Before old or after? Which came first, the chicken or the old lady? At what point do you think neurotic Jew with commitment issues? <laughs> and did you know that LOL also stands for little old lady, or in my case, little old lesbian. And an LOL, LOL, is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? A couple years back, I had the wake-up call that only breast cancer can give you. Ring, ring. This is a phone. It's a couple years back, so it's an old phone. Hello? Hello? Wake up, Lauren. It's time to change bra size. Click. That really happened. Okay, awkward now, right? 
who talks about cancer in a comedy show. Well, you're staring at her small but adorable breasts right now, and you're just dying to ask, but you won't, because this is polite society. That's what this is. And we don't go around asking women, which breast has the inferiority complex, did she say? No, so you just have to wonder. Of course, you can't talk about it on your way home tonight. I can't stop you there. And you have 50-50 chance of getting it right. So there's that if you want some fun later. The thing about cancer is it makes you take stock of your life. First thing I realized... I didn't want to teach anymore. Hated it. Remember joke number one? If I had to punch another kid in the face. <laughs> so what do I do instead? Stand up. Where it takes twice as long as teaching to become good at it. The only difference is that now I can say fuck. Take that Steinbeck Middle School. So I decided to prioritize. Clutter, not important. Family and friends, important. Clean clothes, eh, not so important. Ice cream, important. Sex with random strangers, whoa, that's still important. Who am I kidding? So now I'm a slob and a slut with haagen in the freezer. But over time, you forget that wake-up call. It's human nature to slip back into our old ways of being. You're going to eat right, quit smoking, be a better person, and the next day, you're right outside that elementary in an unmarked van. <laughs> yes, people, cancer survivor to pedophile in one two-minute joke, because I can. <laughs> Don't try this at home. I was singing this song on my way here tonight. Perhaps you know it. I'd like to count things in my head, because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad back in the 70s? I'd like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. <laughs> Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're not singing, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. Now, OCD may appear to be complicated, but it's actually very user-friendly. Should you ever wish to increase the turmoil in your life, consider the following tips. You can take OCD with you no matter where you go. You want to touch the toilet seat covers for good luck? Nobody's going to be the wiser. Trust me, I know. I've done it. Always remember that if you don't touch something now, you only have to touch it later. Done. And if you're really serious about it, hoarding can begin with just one newspaper subscription. We all remember what newspapers are, right? Now, you may, I, you may not know it, but I'm just a C-minus lesbian. Other lesbians know how to change a tire. I have trouble putting batteries in my vibrator. Other lesbians are all fast-tracked to a relationship. I'm still single. Being a single lesbian in San Francisco is like being at a buffet and starving to death. Other lesbians are part of the neighborhood. They're part of the community. I'm my own little neighborhood. Hey, you dykes, get off of my lawn. Oh, wait, no, come back. 
Maybe my bottle shouldn't be seen when dyke bars see them all. I don't hang out at gay bars and pick up women. I pick up lint. Really, I'm a bad lesbian. Bad lesbian, bad! No Harley for you! I'm single, okay? Other lesbians won't look at you if you're not in a relationship. If you're a single lesbian in San Francisco, you might as well wear a sign that says, I heart dick. Secondly, I'm too old. For the purposes of this joke, all lesbians are young. I may look young, but or I may dress young, but I have got feelings older than these kids. Check her out, dressing in those jeans and boy shoes. Yeah, this is how young lesbians talk. <laughs> Didn't the mother have time to dress her this morning? She's probably somebody's mother. What's up, mama lesbian? Where the hell are all the lesbians over 40? Where are you going? Why aren't you inviting me? I'm on Facebook. I have a cat. But maybe, maybe these things don't matter anymore. More. Maybe it is all about youth and good looks and fashion and having a new iPhone and texting. What if it's about fire or something else goes here? I forget. <laughs> Shit. You got to have fire. You got to have a tattoo. You got to, oh, I don't remember the rest of this joke. All right, I'm sorry. That was uh, being gay. <laughs> being old and gay and you forget your shit. All right. Um, while I'm here, though, I'd like to express my sincere appreciation to the Roman Empire for inventing French toast with maple syrup. Yeah, they were the first to take their bread and dip it in some beaten egg with cinnamon and then fry that motherfucker in butter. Forget about inventing aqueducts or the Roman calendar. French toast. Why is it called French toast? I hear you ask. Because Roman toast was already taken, that's why. We don't have this now. It fell out of public favor around 72 BC. But Roman toast, oh. Roman toast was bread dipped in cat saliva with a pinch of nutmeg and then fried to perfection in a vat of jealousy and ambition. Also served with maple syrup. Shortly thereafter, the Romans invented brunch and the rude waiter. Okay, Marcus Antonius, you got 10 minutes to eat and get out. What do you want to order? Yes, that's right. Ancient Rome sounded just like Brooklyn, New York. You got a problem with that? I think we find stuff in the most unlikely places, though, don't you? Like loose chains under the seats on the school bus. Ooh, 47 cents. Or rainbows in clouds. Or compassion from an NRA lobbyist. The other day I found courage at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels. Wasn't even looking for it. There it was. I was looking for oblivion. Couldn't find any of that. But courage, bravado, false hopes, fake confidence, that shit is just a wash in whiskey. I also discovered mediocrity at the post office. I think you'd have to go to the DMV for that. Nope. And today, right behind the frosted flakes was some leftover enthusiasm. It must have been there a while. It was looking a little worn out. It was going like this. There, okay. That's a Tony the Tiger joke. You don't see those too often. It's nice to see faces again. Not many people wearing masks anymore. Faces are amazing. People say she has a kind face. 
He's distinguished looking. She looks just like her cat. But what if we could see each other's hearts? Not the actual whole body thing. No, that's gross. But the spirit and soul of each person. Because there's no deception there. You can't hide an evil soul. Why, Margaret, you're absolutely glowing this afternoon. I can see right through to your shallow, vindictive nature. To which Margaret replies, Yes, Lauren, and I can see your fragile hold on reality is beginning to lose its grip. People would know the real you immediately. Can you imagine such honesty in the world? You are saying, yes, you absolutely would go out with me, but that heart of yours is twisting itself into a knot. I don't know. I tell you, we wouldn't have had the mess of the past administration if we could have seen candidate Trump's spirit and soul. That's not a heart. That's a dried-up prune. Well, I'm not voting for him. See how easy it would have been? All right, that's cool. I love your shoes. Notice them. Sneakers. What is it about being tucked in? You know how babies are swaddled? Little kids get tucked in for the night? Well, I'm a grown woman in her fucking 60s, and I tucked myself into bed last night. Why? Because I'm just rocking the sophisticated senior shit. That's why. And let me tell you, it's like being back in my mother's womb, all safe and warm, a tad claustrophobic and no Wi-Fi, but rent-free and all the amenities of a fine Motel 6. Hey, Ma, turn up the volume. I'm digging this cold train. Everyone should have little tucked-in breaks scattered throughout the day, don't you think? And time permitting, we could nap afterwards. Time for my 2 o'clock tuck. See you bitches in an hour. I like it. I'm going to take it to HR. If only I had a job. If only. Okay, let's talk about psych wards. A major misconception people have is you have to be crazy to be in one. While that helps, some folks are there walking that fine line between should I have chicken again for lunch or shoot myself? But even more important than that, People don't know what to say when you're released from a psych ward. You can't depend on homework for this occasion. Miss Manners is yet to publish proper etiquette for greeting suicidal patients. So tonight I'd like to share what I learned during a four-year undercover study. They weren't four consecutive years. You'll want to ease the transition from loony bin to outside world. Therefore, laughter should wait until the third day after discharge and then only at knock-knock speed. You might start with knock-knock. Um, Doris. The door is locked. That's why I'm knocking. I love that one. And they'll relate to it because there are plenty of locked doors where they just came from. Thank you. Hey, man, you look like shit is not a good opener. Nor is this the time to play the Jewish mother. So tell me, did you meet anyone nice? And please don't say, your cat's a psycho loser, too. Should have been in there with you. One good icebreaker is to ask about roommates. Were they like George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life or Norman Bates in Psycho? Come on, people. These are old but classic cinematic references. One suicide and one homicide is fucking brilliant. <laughs> okay, you Google George Bailey and Norman Bates on your way home tonight. See if you're not texting me later. Ha, ah, you're so funny. Personally, I don't get much sleep when my roommate is plotting to kill me. 
I'll take the angst-ridden jumper any day. Where are my pot smokers at? Woo! Don't you love how comedians say that? You never hear us asking, where are my deadbeat dads? Where are my pedophiles at? Who voted for Trump? So, yeah, I smoked some weed in my 20s. I didn't do a lot of drugs, but I did pot. I, I did coke. I did a lot of coke. I, I did, what was it? Oh, yeah, crack. But I only did it once. Don't judge. I don't smoke pot so much anymore until I went to Seattle back in the day and my roommate had some. This was good weed. This was like crack. I would know. Where you inhale and you're high in the exhale. That's right. I'm not just some old lady. I'm an old lady with poor judgment. She gave me some to take home. I went out and bought a pipe, those little mesh screens you put in the pipe, and a lighter. A sales lady asked if I was buying the pipe for medical or recreational use. I was too embarrassed to say, lady, I get high because it makes me forget I'm bad at math. I have trouble making correct change, and I work as a cashier. Oh, it's medicinal. I tell you, there's nothing worse than a 60-something hippie getting reacquainted with pot. I'm getting high after breakfast. I get high three, four, nine times a day. I told my therapist about it because I was worried I was becoming addicted. She didn't think it was cause for concern. I wouldn't worry about it. You're not hurting anyone. Is it interfering with your comedy? No. Is it impeding your work? No. You're not high now, are you? Oh, would that be a problem? I have an addictive personality. I'm OCD. It says that in the name. This person is obsessive. Watch out. I should come with a warning label. Full disclosure, I wrote this joke stoned. I edited it stoned, and I'm stoned right now. So, yeah, I think it's cause for concern. Sound the alarm. That old hippie dyke is out buying the bowl of good weed. Somebody stop her before she hijacks the cable car. Eat some Daily City. That's a munchies joke. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, I know. Um, people say that he's someone is a worthless piece of shit, right? But does anyone ever say he's a worthwhile piece of shit? <laughs> it could, right? Why, that new guy we hired, he's as meaningful as they come. He's a real worthwhile piece of shit. I know, I think he'll go far. You watch. I bet his worthwhile piece of shit ass will be head of the department by Christmas. Thank you. That's one of my new ones. And another one, um, people say there's Thomas Wolfe and Michael J. Fox, but you never hear a word out of Gordon Gorilla or Edith Tarantula. There's Dane Cook and Karen Carpenter and Eddie Baker, Robert Taylor. But whatever happened to Peter Proctologist and Johnny Pimp? And how come Margaret Pole Dancer is never in the news? She's got to be doing something right. Uh. Can you hear me now? Okay. 
sorry about that. Okay, what else do we want to talk about? Um, can we stop shooting people? Can we please stop shooting and killing people? Can we all just take a moment to realize that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white, if he's Muslim and I'm Jewish, if he's Republican and I'm not an idiot? In fact, there's an advantage because we can each learn about somebody who's different from us. We learn and grow. It's that simple. Like, you can teach me about fly fishing or some other dumb shit, and I can show you how to put OCD to good use in your life. Am I making sense? Am I talking too fast? It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different. Say it with me. It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different. We learn and grow from different, and so do you and you and every one of you fuckers. So shut up, sit down, and stop hating. You're just making the rest of us look bad. Okay, that's, that's a, we'll never do that one again. I'd like to live my life without fear. Wouldn't you like to live without fear? Until that time, though, I say, you know what, fear? Fuck you. That's right, fuck you, fear. Fuck you and all your extended family. Fuck you, anxiety. Fuck you, hesitation. Eat shit, procrastination. Die, embarrassment. Just curl up and die. <laughs> it's feelings like you that make this world a miserable, rotten place that it is. Go ahead, ask yourselves. If you weren't afraid or anxious or embarrassed to do something, you know how much you could accomplish? For instance... If I wasn't so afraid of having my head chopped off, I might still be a pastry chef. If you weren't so hesitant to wear plaid, you might find true love. My own mother was deeply, deeply embarrassed to have anyone see her drinking a cold beer on a warm night. She'd pull down all the shades and go stand in the hallways and drink at her beer so no one could see her. I told her, Mom, none of the neighbors cares if you have a cold beer on a warm night especially in your own house, especially after Mrs. Teasdale rang the doorbell once too often and you shot her. Fuck you, embarrassment. Have a cold one. She didn't really shoot anyone. I just like saying Mrs. Teasdale. <laughs> Over the years, I've accumulated a small, and I like to think well-written, pile of suicide notes. I'm always loath to throw away anything I might need one day. And it's okay to laugh. I'm still here. Turns out you can't overdose on Flintstones tubules. Who knew? I decided to do it the slow and painful way by taking up comedy. <laughs> so last night I was traipsing down memory lane and I came across a few embarrassing faux pas. I wrote them down. I think dearest loved ones is probably better than listen up bitches. And it's not ne really necessary to have catering instructions in your new. Like here I had, at my memorial service, do not serve red meat or pork. Really? What right do I have to ask that? If you want to kill yourself with animal fat, who am I to judge? In rereading these last night, I was reminded of some other valuable lessons that I'd like to pass along. 
One is, it's damn near impossible to drown yourself in the ocean when you hate getting your hair wet. Also, leather takes two weeks to dry completely. And kitchen knives aren't as sharp as they appear on TV. But perhaps the most important lesson I learned is if you reuse an old suicide note, remember to change the date. Because some people are sticklers about that, and they never let you forget it. All right. Everyone's experience is different, don't you think? It's amazing how we live. There's how many billion people are there in the world? Eight billion people? And we're all, we're all very much the same, though. You thought that, didn't you? You're just like me. Frightening, isn't it? Here, take a nap of him. It's our differences that make us interesting. Take breakfast, for instance. I like whole wheat toast in the morning. You may like an onion bagel. You in the back may not like toast at all and prefer waffles. I hate waffles and think you're an idiot. But that's okay, because you're different. There's a whole group of idiots just like you. Fred in the back likes biscuits for breakfast with lots of butter. Karen on the left here is lactose intolerant, and she goes berserk whenever she sees someone like Fred over buttering his biscuit. Karen would run over Fred if she had a car. Dave doesn't like, doesn't hate waffles, but he doesn't really like them either. Dave loves pancakes with lots of syrup. Karen, you remember her. She's trying to lose a few pounds, and she goes berserk whenever she sees someone like Dave drowning his pancakes in syrup. If Karen drove, Dave would be another casualty. So what do we have? We have dietary concerns and differences in taste and food intolerances. We have an angry fictional woman who clearly needs therapy. What we have is variety, and that's what it's all about. If everyone only ate waffles, what would happen to all the bread, bagels, and biscuits in this world? IHOP would go out of business. Do you want to be responsible for that? I don't think so. I went to Gussie's Chicken and Waffles recently, and I... Not afraid to say I tried to waffle because I'm not afraid to contradict myself. It wasn't bad. But my point is, we need toast. Diversity is our middle name, America. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I have another one. This one has props. Let me see if I can do it. There's another thing. Stop writing there. T-H-E-R-E, -E, and you mean T-H-E-I-R. Two different things all together. Night and day, good and bad. Fox noise and a, and a legitimate news source. Here we go. There, T-H-E-R-E, -E, is where you go when you leave. Where are you going? I'm going over there. There, T-H-E-I-R, means belonging to them. Whose dog is an asshole? Their dog is an asshole. Easy, right? And when you combine them, you get, I'm going over there to see their asshole dog. And all right, if you want, we can. There, T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Don't write there, T-H-E-R-E, when you mean T-H-E-Y R-E. I'm adamant about this. This there is belonging to, right? 
belong to them? There? They are, oh no, it's, it's, con it's condensed. They are condensed. Sorry, I did the other one. I always get that confused. <laughs> and I'm the teacher, right? Fuck that. No one of these kids are going out on not being left behind. All right, this is, they are condensed. Don't write there, T-H-E-R-E, when you mean they are condensed. They are, who's being a fucker right now? They're being fuckers right now. And you can combine all three if you want to be a dick about it and say, I'm going over there to see their asshole dog that they're being fuckers about. Couldn't be simpler, people. Let's work on this. Over there. All right, that one needs work. We're gonna <laughs> it's hard to do that. With that. All right. What else have I got for you? Um, how we are we are we good? Okay. Uh, I had another joke. I can't remember what. I don't remember. I'm losing my mind. Besides my voice. Um, does anybody have any questions so far? Does anybody have any answers? <laughs> You're going to give me that? Thank you. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. Oh, lots of good fun things here. I have a system for making my toast in the morning. Did I do that one already? It's very OCD. I get out the bread, the peanut butter, and the jam, and I put them on the counter. And yes, I'm still eating peanut butter and jelly at my age. Bite me. The jam goes on the right, the peanut goes on the left, the bread goes in the toaster. When the toast comes up, you put the peanut butter on the bread and then the jam on top. That's pretty obvious. You cut the bread in half, and you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. All the troubles in this world can be traced back to fuckers like you eating the right side of the toast first, or the left side of the toast first, before the right. Don't be set in the wrong tone. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be set in the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate his toast left side first on 9-11. And you know how that shit turned out. So don't do it. And if you're going to have bagels or English muffins, it's the top and then the bottom. And don't be taking that in a sexual way either, you twisted lot. Okay, let's review. What, is the, what side of the toast do you eat first? Right side, very good. You're paying attention. I'm proud of you. My work is done here. All right, thank you. Thank you, Emma. Um, as a public service announcement, here are some guidelines to follow if you ever find yourself in a psych ward. Surprise, but you didn't see that one coming. Or maybe you did. One, share your Rice Krispies when asked. This is not the place to make enemies. Pick your fights. Snap, crackle, and pop do not warrant a black eye. Peanut butter, Captain Crunch, I stab a bitch. That's the right way to do it. If you don't do it this way, don't do it. <laughs> Two, when your doctor asks, you have a suicide plan, tell her it's still at Kinko's. You made copies for everyone. Do not offer her $5 to go pick it up. 
FYI, Kikos does carry those hard-to-find do-it-yourself obituary kits or sales final cash only up front. And three, do make friends with the phlebotomist. That's the guy who takes your blood. I find whenever a man wants to stick something into me, it's best to be on a first-name basis. If you have any questions, see me after the show. Okay, very good. This is Jen. I had a job for a while at Coit Tower. Yeah, calm down, ladies. And I observed some fascinating things about tourists. Some folks are as clueless about good parenting as they are about hygiene. Do not put your squirming child on an open window ledge some 200 feet off the ground to take its photo. People really did that. Unless, unless you're really not that fond of little Johnny and you do enjoy a certain element of risk in your child rearing. Frankly, I don't give a shit about your toddler, but I do object to having to stay late when he unexpectedly lands face down in the courtyard. Don't worry, folks, no children were harmed in the writing of this joke. And some folks ask the weirdest questions. Has anyone ever tried to scale the building? Has anyone ever jumped off? Do you take Discover Guard? Is there a room where my wife can go to breastfeed the baby? Yes, on the second floor, but there's a $5 uncorking fee for that. Thank you. My therapist says that I have cognitive distortions. She doesn't always call it that. She just says, my thinking is fucked up. It's a technical term. It means your parents really fucked you up. Expect a lifetime of therapy. Good news is that it will end eventually. One cognitive distortion is when you believe everything is your fault. A frequent guest at my inner dialogues table is, I did something wrong. Everything is my fault. It's my fault there's not more Jewish lesbians here tonight. It's my fault the Titanic sank. I'm sorry, Mrs. Lincoln, if only a chorus line hadn't been sold out. Too soon? Mm. All or nothing thinking is another distortion. All or nothing thinking is uh, thinking in terms of black and white, no shades of gray. Think Republican. Like I know my mailman hates me because he refuses to deliver on Sundays. And the homeless guy in the corner hates me because when I give him a dollar, he doesn't always say, may God and all the heavens bless you, your children, and your children's children, and your children's robots. Don't forget the robots today and always, forever and ever, amen. He doesn't always say that. What did I ever do to him? Sometimes he just says, thanks, talking giraffe. That's me, I was a giraffe. You know what a good expression is, is oy vey. Because you can say it, it means a whole lot of different things. It's, it says calamity. It says frustration. It even says heartache and foreboding. Oy vey, I dropped the uh, toaster in the baby's bath water, so guess what we're having for dinner tonight? 
Oy vey, that took a dark turn, huh? <laughs> Oy vey. I did that one. I'm almost done. Oh, cloudy. There's two um, two things that the uh, weather app has that they differentiate between partly cloudy and mostly cloudy. And I think that's fucked up because cloudy is cloudy. You can't see. I think it's just the weatherman is making work for himself so he looks busy when Jesus comes. No? All right. All right, I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, you know this song? Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of all of you questioning life's meaning and its purpose not finding any and letting you all down. No? You ever get high and zone out on your mother's name? No? Just me? Evelyn. 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 Who are you? And why did you procreate? You evil sorcerer, you. Trying to take over the world with your neurotic, Jewish, anorexic, clinically depressed, slightly suicidal excuse for a daughter? How is that supposed to help? Oh, wait, that's me. Do <laughs> you ever get high and think, is it angel food cake or angel food cake? And why not just angel cake? We don't say pumpkin food pie, do we? Ever get high and say, this shit is funny, I'm going to write it down. <laughs> you have, haven't you? And you find it later and wonder when the cat learned to draw. Yeah, I like to write when I'm stoned. I go to different places. One of them, self-confidence land, is so rare and unexpected, I hyperventilate whenever I'm there. I actually feel good about myself right now. Oh, God, I can't breathe. And it appears that I'm headed to Witty and Cleverville, though sometimes the signs point in that direction, but when I get there, I find a black hole with a note saying, Are you fucking kidding me? All right. Did I do my last name yet? Did I talk about my last name? No, my last name is Kraut. Anybody else have a horrible last name? Nobody? Just me? It's horrible. It, people think Nazi. Or worse, cabbage. All my life it's been. What's your name? Lauren Kraut, as in sour. It's a slur against Germans. And we're Polish and Russian. Jews, if you will. Even if you won't, we're still Jews. The thing is, nobody thought to change Kraut. No, they changed their first name. Morris became Lawrence. Rivka became Rita. Loma became Beatrice. That's another whole story. Because you didn't want to sound Jewish. Well, what about sounding like coleslaw? Did anyone consider the damage that could do to a person's self-esteem? WTF ancestors? All growing up, I fantasized about changing my last name, but I was afraid that it would upset my father. I knew, as only an obsessive convulsive daughter with codependent daddy issues can know, that if I changed my name, I was no better than great Aunt Estelle, formerly Esther the Jew. And nobody invites her to Seder. So Kraut as in sour, it remains. Okay, good.
before I became a comedian, like I said, for a short time I was a special education teacher. What a mess. I was terrible at it. But teaching, teaching was like trying to play Jenga in a hurricane next to impossible, and you get all wet. I would have done much better had I taught the little fuckers how to swear. This is my blackboard. When you're really pissed off, goddamn always proceeds fuck. Example, I hate you, you goddamn fuck. You can also say, I hate you, you goddamn fucker. Both are acceptable because fuck and fucker can be other nouns, as in this case, or verbs, as in fuck you, asshole, or go fuck yourself. Now consider this sentence. Fucking fucker, fuck off. Who remembers what an adjective does? We went over this yesterday, people. I saw a hand. Adjective? You know what an adjective? Yeah, very good. It describes very good. You can lead us out to recess when we go later. In this sentence, fucking fucker, fuck off. Not you, somebody new. What is the adjective? Yes? Yes, very good. You can also lead us out to recess. You can hold the ball when we go out to recess. And you, what can you do? You can hold Miss Crowd's cigarettes at lunch. Don't bend them, okay? And remember the golden rule. Hell before shit, except after tit. Example, what the hell kind of shit is that? But look at her tits. That shit is hotter than hell. No child left behind. Fuck, I left them all behind. All right, I'm going to go, but I'll leave you with this. Let's pause for a brief moment. Okay, that's enough. And reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the, thank you. Follow it or not, you're late. Lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh, I've got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second. Hold on a second. Who's the second? What's on first? I don't know. Third base. Well, that's my time. I'm Lauren Kraut. Thanks very much for coming. I really appreciate it. Give it up once more for the lovely Lauren Kraut. We learned so much today about OCD, grammar, suicide, no etiquettes. We love her so much. Thank you guys once again for being here, being here and laughing with us all. We love Mutiny Radio. I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Thank you guys very much. Good night.
Thank you. 
own variety doll. Did you see the boy? He sent me, I must tell you his name. He sent me a nice variety doll. And com comes complete, I don't know if you can see this, with pins. Oh, wow. Oh, I won't do that again. Are you ready? Tom Ickin. Yes. Incidentally, ghouls come not only from Portugal, but they come from Mongolia, <laughs> inner and outer. Still like that old ghouls, I think that's a guy. Snappy bit. I also have a dandy little pill, pill box all my own. This is a sick pill. If you're well, you take a pill, you get sick. Say you want. <laughs> it's written on me. What do we got here? Typhoid! Say you want typhoid. Pop, whoops. Oh, well, I'll have to take something else. Let me lay a little virus pneumonia on me. What is that? <laughs> I hope I did. Certainly am. Hmm. I'm awake. Goulart is awake. He remembers everything. Say that was a bad move, putting that acid off of your face, right? Not too bright. Remember. Always remember. <laughs> oh, we, had, we had a card, a little letter. It's very upsetting. We're from a mother. Where's my wood? Where's it go? Smooth work, think. You knit. Get the backwards. Think. Maybe you're going to complain. She said she let her little boy send in for, uh, uh, whatever it was. She didn't know. And in return, he received two sheep and buttons. In the first place there, the kid was a smart, right? He just said, send for one. He's one kid, he gets one button. He obviously asked for two buttons, right? He deserved. Now I ask you, friends. Is that a cheap tin button? <laughs> oh boy, is that cheap. <laughs> Wait, look. Skinny you couldn't get, Dick. Yes. And it says WJW TV. By the way, that's got to be a lot of money there. It's green and white, two colors. And it says Buona Dawn Day. Oh, I don't see anything terribly cheap about that. <laughs> huh? Of course it's cheap. What do you think? You get something expensive? Get cheap! That's all there is to that. She says, she hopes that covers the hole in my head. She's a disgusted mother. Well, tell you what I'll do, mother. You are an honorary ghoul katir. Now, don't be disgusted. Be happy. I'll send you a very expensive cheap tin button. Okay, solid fun, love. Hey, let's go back to the acid, you are <laughs> Who threw the acid in your face, dear? How about that, boy? 